I think we're life. We're life. We are life. <laughs> What's up, everyone and nerds? Today's special guest, someone who trains jujitsu, Krav Maga, and karate, the triple threat. <laughs> good morning, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's I'm always flattered when uh, anyone's interested in what I have to say. <laughs> my pleasure. So, my first question, as always, oh, I should have drank this water before. Excuse me one second. Yeah, no worries. Your whole martial art experience, and you train three different types of martial arts. Let's say, what started you to start martial arts? Okay, that's a great question. Um, so, actually, I actually train other things, or have trained other things in addition to those three. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I initially started in wrestling. So my, I think my, my brother came up to me one day, he was on the wrestling team and he was trying to get like people to join at, at our middle school. And he's like, Hey, you're kind of a butch girl. Why don't you join? <laughs> and so I was like, all right. Um, and I did. And then after that, after that year, um, the wrestling team got canceled. Um, so as a consequence, my mom, asked me the following year, hey, you know, there's karate classes uh, at the local community center. Do you want to start doing those? And I was like, yeah, because I, um, you know, I just felt like it was something I needed to do. Um, I was always actually a big fan of pro wrestling. So I think that was the thing that made me want to start pur pursuing martial arts. Um, and then also my... Uh, uncle he's he does gojuru karate or he came from a gojuru background and so you know I, he'd always be like showing us these really cool kicks and you know working with nunchucks and stuff like that and you know that was always really cool and then of course i think everybody's impacted by ninja turtles so i'm definitely one of no those people question. as well <laughs> no doubt ninja turtles power rangers you name it it's, it's there so yeah it's safe to say that you were like martial arts was like part of your family. So you're like already around it, surrounded by that. So that's what got you into it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that, that was definitely a big part of it is that, uh, there were the people around me. My dad also did like judo when he was younger oh, too. Nice. Jesus. Um, just a little, just a little bit. And yeah, so I was kind of always around it and, you know, I always loved watching, you know, the eighties movies with like mm. John claude Van Damme. And it's oh, like, it's, who doesn't want to do martial arts after watching stuff like that? <laughs> just thought of like the split scene where he catches like a boar and arrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like my childhood right there. Yeah. There's so many crazy old movies from the eighties and nineties that like, I think like sparked a lot of people to start like martial arts for sure. Especially yeah. Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. I love Jean-Claude. God damn it. <laughs> so you started off, well actually you started off with wrestling and now you did karate, but now you also did Krav Maga and jiu-jitsu so which one came first which one came next after yeah so um i pursued karate um for two years mm -hmm. and then uh, you know i'm still practicing karate as well um a little bit less so than the other martial arts i do but then in high school there was a wrestling team again and so i did that for five years competitively so i did it at the cadet juvenile and junior level um and so I was doing karate and wrestling at the same time, um, which I, I don't think a lot of people do both of those. No. Uh, <laughs> different styles. It's, it's amazing, though. It's a, yeah, it, it is very different. 
Um, but you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of crossover in karate. Like if you're doing, um, you know, real traditional karate, Mm. there is a lot of like hand grappling and and things like that. There's throws as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes people look at sport karate and they think that's the way karate is across the board. And that's just not true. Um, it's just, that's kind of the way it's developed. Um, I mean, you kind of see the same thing in BJJ. What it was when it first started is very different now that it's more sports oriented. Um, yeah, so karate obviously has a lot of grappling in it as well. So, you know, having a background in wrestling really helped me to better understand the movement patterns in karate. Um, and so has all the other martial arts that I've been practicing. So like Krav Maga and BJJ and kickboxing all are facilitating my understanding of, you know, uh, my original uh, uh, style. So you're a busy beaver, in other words. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> so for people tuning in, it's uh, wrestling, kickboxing, Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, and karate. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good base. That's a good, like, you're touching on everything there. So yeah. Striking, yeah. grappling. So a fair question to ask. Since you've done, you're, you're training so many martial arts, on your personal opinion, which, I'll do a two-part question. Which one do you find is most effective for self-defense and second which one do you find that's let's say more intense on which one's more intense in training so first one which one you find is more in your opinion more effective on self-defense um so i've always believed that it's not what you practice but how you practice it that determines whether or not it's effective or Mm not um so uh, like I've, I've never really practiced Aikido, but some people like Aikido kind of has a bad rap for being kind of, you know, McDojo ish as far as like chi and all these things. But there's also like Aikido practitioners that are very good at teaching effective self-defense because of how they practice it. Um, and so I know sometimes Krav Maga also ha- gets a bad rap because there are some people who are bad at teaching Krav Maga. Um, but then there's also people who are really great at it and have an understanding of what real violence is like. Um, so uh, it's as far as which one's the most effective all of them can be. I was very lucky enough to um, basically across the board and all the martial arts I've done to have some element of that understanding of real violence. Um, so when I was practicing all of these, like the element of self-defense was always in the back of my mind, even for wrestling, which is traditionally a sport, but understanding how I can use it in self-defense situations. Mm-hmm. Um which I realize it might not be the exact questions people are looking for. I'm sure all the jujitsu people are like, it's jujitsu. And all the karate people are like, it's karate. And the answer is that it's both in neither. Um, it just depends on who you're practicing with and mm-hmm. whether or not they have a self-defense mindset. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> and my other question was when you're training different styles, which one do you feel is like the most intense on your body? Wrestling, a hundred percent. Yeah, I heard yeah. a lot about that because wrestling. I heard like you know, I know jujitsu. Like I train jujitsu, it's really hard. But I've seen like wrestlers and a lot of wrestling videos. 
Jesus Murphy, they put their bodies like through hell and back. And it's even when I do stand up on jujitsu, it's like, fuck, God, I'll just pull guard. I'm so tired. I'll just... <laughs> so people understand that. Like, they have to be constantly on your feet and going for the takedown. And so it's like, you don't so, have the luxury. To, to give you some context of the type yeah. of training we did for wrestling. So before we even started training, mm-hmm. we did a hundred flights of stairs. God. Like that was the warm up and then a hundred pushups, hundred crunches, a hundred no, and then as many chin ups we could we could we were capable of and as mm-hmm. many dips as we were capable of. Um so yeah, that was just the warm up. <laughs> um and yeah it's like there's a real grind to it um Mm. that you don't get i think in in any sport um or in a lot of martial arts because you're always training to win um that's really the mindset behind Mm. it um i mean for me when i was practicing like i've always been training like i said mostly for the element of self-defense and also because i just i i just like the movement patterns i like it when you know you get a technique just right where um uh there's a a, a chinese philosophy term called wu wei which basically means effortless action mm-hmm. and so you know when you see people and like they just um i don't know, they jump into a triangle and they get it right away mm-hmm. and it's just like it looks so smooth and so sweet and it like that's always the moment I'm kind of training for is to just get it so it's just right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing quite like having you know a throw hit perfectly, and I was like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like for me, it'll be like more of a butterfly sweep, just sweeping mm-hmm. people like twenty pounds heavier than me, and I'm just like slowly going to the side. It's like dude, it's, it's slow motion. I love this feeling. It's like in full mount you are, sir. Have a good day. yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. So, out of all these martial arts, are you still competing in any of them right now? Or yeah, which one is that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm mostly just competing in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu right now. Um, I had a competition a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, it's funny. It's like I started writing um a post about it. I had some points that I was gonna to bring up. But one of the things that I noticed, like whenever you're going into a competition, it's never there's like five or six different fights that you have before the actual matches. And I think the match is actually the easiest of those. <laughs> so it's like the first fight you have is with yourself on the decision to enter a competition. Yeah. Because it's like, you're like, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? It's like, oh, it's going to be so hard. So you kind of have to like, build yourself up to actually making that decision and then the second part is that um uh, what was it i have things oh leading up to the competition it's like you have to fight your demons i don't know about you and if you compete but there's like an existential crisis that happens a week before the tournament you're like am i good enough Am I going to get my ass kicked? Am I going to get any points? You know, is everyone going to be ashamed of me? Um, And like, that's one of the hardest fights, I think. And it's something that 
I'm constantly battling with. So I know leading up to this other tournament, I was going through all those questions and it wasn't until like the day before. I'm like, what am I doing? Like of all the, what am I I talking about? Like of all the the combat sports you can do, I think jujitsu is probably the safest because you always can fall back on tapping. So it's like injuries, not really a concern. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can be, but it's like, it, it's really unlikely. Um, and then also it's like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to get better. So it's like, as long as I have that mindset, I'll be fine. And then, and like, hopefully if that's the only thing leading up to the tournament, but if you have to make weight, that's another fight you need to have with yourself. Um, yeah. And then, and then you have the actual match, which I think is the easiest. And then after that, it's with your body complaining, why did you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned all that, because on my side, uh, my first tournament is next week. Oh, uh, awesome. So I made weights a few weeks back. I'm maintaining it. Uh, my mindset is it's just another role for me intensity is up higher uh my training i just tend to roll with all uh, higher belts so purple belt uh, brown and blacks so they can destroy me and i can really pinpoint on where to focus my energy on uh the mindset is really like i'm not win or lose if i get a seven dollar medal or not it's not going to change anything for me the only thing this tournament has given me is uh to be more disciplined in certain areas like uh my weight management and uh, eating better, me, you know, driving myself to eat better, not to have that extra snack today or that extra chocolate bar or whatever. Like, just like focus on that. I'm really super happy to, I can't wait to go next year. I'm super excited. I'm like completely vice versa. So the only thing that's really stressed me, Jennifer is the, uh, because I'm from Montreal, it's Toronto. Uh, uh sorry, it's uh, Ottawa. So it's like a little bit of a drive, two hours, but, uh, I was just told today that, uh, I was stressing to get there so early that I have to be there early. And I was completely wrong about that. Someone told me that you just have to be an hour early before your weigh-in. So I don't have to be there super early because if I compete at one o'clock in the, in the afternoon, there's no point in me running at 10, 10 a.m. So yeah, yeah, I'm um, feel better. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, so I always try to get to my tournaments like two hours early. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of a, um, a like a wrestling thing that I learned. You do like a pre warm up warm up, so you like get the jitters out. Like for me, I have a lot of like anxious energy, mm-hmm. so I'm like I gotta like sprint, get a um, like a pre match in with someone on my team, work on some techniques, and just like get that out of my system. And then I'll just chill out, know where everything is, know where my yeah. match is, maybe get a little snack. And so you can kind of climatize yourself to the room and how noisy it is or how hot or in some instances how smelly. Um, <laughs> just getting used to the environment. And yeah. then before the match, do another quick warm up so that you feel comfortable. Yeah. Like that's what I'm usually doing just because and like sometimes if there's an injury, like your match might be later. Or sometimes if someone doesn't show up, like the matches go a lot quicker. And so it's like I like to give I always give myself a little bit of leeway time mm-hmm. to to make sure that, you know, everything's going the way I want it to. And then I know sometimes 
Like if your your gi is enough to regulation or your uniform is enough to regulation, then you yeah. got to go find a gi. And so it's just sometimes you want to be prepared for for anything that might happen. So well, I suggest <laughs> at least two hours in, in advance. But Noted. <laughs> I, I don't mind being like an hour early, an hour and a half early. That's okay. But like to be that early in the morning, it was a little stressful for me because we have to like drop off my son. With the grandparents mm. so it's like oh we're gonna and it's two hours away so i'm just happy i have a little bit more leeway to like buffer time to get there and not stress too much but yeah you just made me think about because i'm doing no gi only i've been only mm. doing no gi so i'm gonna bring a couple of uh, extra shorts and rash cards i don't know what's legal or not what they're allowed i'm sure it'll be easy going. yeah yeah like, i'm sure you'll be fine it's not like adcc or something crazy it's, it's, it's a local tournament people it's like i just and one thing I noticed that really, uh, I checked this morning, I'm like, uh, let me go on this the, the application and check how many uh, participants there are. 528 participants, mind you, adults and children, different divisions, different weight classes. I'm like, okay, great. I can have uh, more of a challenge with me. So far, Jennifer, there's only three participants in my age and weight group, and I'm one of them. So... I'm just hoping there's an extra person or two to really challenge myself because I'm uh, I'm semi disappointed in that. How do you ever do a tournament where it's like there's only like three or four that's a, people? That's every tournament for me. I'm really? lucky to have one person in my weight category, oh, honestly. God. So I shouldn't complain then. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's what. And it, the thing is, is that for for me as a female mm -hmm. in the sport, um, there's not a lot of people that are my weight. Um, skill level, age, um, and all that jazz. So mm -hmm. for me to have a fair sense of how I'm performing, I can only get a good judgment for myself if I enter a tournament. Um, and then even then, there's like maybe one or two girls if I'm lucky, um, which right. is a little bit frustrating. But that's the other reason why I like competing is that um, – if other girls who are my weight, age, um, belt level see that I'm entering the tournament, then they will see, oh, I have a match. Mm -hmm. And then, then they're going to sign up. Yeah. Um, I've done it in the past where I was like, oh, I don't see anyone in my weight class, so I'm not going to enter. Mm -hmm. But if I do that, then the other people are going to see there's no that, one in yeah, my weight class. So it's like you might as well just sign up and then wait to see if there's any other com competitors and then you can you can drop out if you need to. Yeah. But I think just go in and then, you know, as I say, if you build it, they will come. So mm. it's like just well go in and then hope that other people see that they'll have a competitor and then they'll want to join. And on that note, that's why I booked my first competition two months ago. So I inspired two other people to come. So that's yes. awesome. Hopefully yes. I can get another one. But uh, <laughs> honestly, in my bracket, it my, the way my category works is it's over the age of 30. So I'm 37. I'm already the oldest one in my bracket. So they're 31 yeah. and 33. That's not a problem. I can roll with the young people. They have more energy I know. than me, but it's okay. And we're, th we're all blue belts, so it's good. So same age, same weight, more or less. It's different for me because I'm always rolling with these higher belts. And God damn it, Jennifer, sometimes it's 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 frustrating, but it's at the end, it's like I take the time to really think about what just happened. And I appreciate do you appreciate those like those, let's say these beatings we get from those higher belts? Do you appreciate that? Or you're just like, oh god. Oh yeah, <laughs> always, always. Well, it's like it's a I'm I'm usually observing what they're doing and then mm -hmm. i'm like okay 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try this on someone else. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a great opportunity to learn. We have a really wonderful um, uh, coach at our club. She's the, probably the smallest person in the room, and she's a um, a purple belt. And like, she's so amazing to work with because like everything she does, at least it feels to me mm-hmm. like she's doing it effortlessly. And like she's always buzzing around you, and you never know where she's going to be. But it it really shows the effectiveness of the art when you see that someone who who's generally smaller and weaker is able to apply things on people who are a lot bigger and stronger than mm-hmm. than them. Um, but yeah, like I I I always enjoy good ass kicking. <laughs> of course, as weird as that sounds to the non martial art people, <laughs> we're we're blessing. gluttons for punishment. <laughs> Jennifer, there's always a question I ask in every podcast. I think you're going to know which one it is. What annoys you the most? I think people already know what annoys me, but what annoys you in jujitsu the most? It could be anything, anything at all. Annoys me the most in jujitsu. Um, so when people uh, <laughs> go say we're like 30%, right? Oh, and yes. then they go like complete animal uh, like go a hundred percent and i was like okay like your 30 percent is not my 30 percent <laughs> <laughs> we have two different definitions here but i find that really frustrating yeah um and i think there's a time and a place to go a hundred percent like you know like a couple of weeks leading up to a tournament you want to go like hit maximum capacity mm-hmm. but um generally on an everyday role it's like you don't you don't need to go hard. You're not winning a championship in your, your daily roles. So just chill out, experiment, yeah. take more risks. Um, like we don't need to kill each other. We all have jobs. Well, most of us have jobs, jobs to get yeah. to yeah. the next day where we don't want to have our necks killing us or our shoulders broken. Yeah. So that's probably the most annoying thing for me. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I agree with that. hundred percent. I agree with that. And it's also, I, I don't think I've ever asked anyone, I'm going to go like 25% or I, I just, I don't know if this it sounds normal to you. I just go with the flow. I, I, cause I know who I'm rolling with. If I know someone from the gym that's been there for two, three years, I know them. So we're going to, we're going to mm-hmm. judge off our role uh, when we go up or down or on intensity. But when it's a new person, I just tend to be extra cautious, super yeah. extra cautious, especially if there's their, if it's their first class, they have a higher risk of hurting me and maybe themselves, but mostly me. I'm thinking about because they're just gonna go crazy gorilla on me and just use whatever. But yeah, I, I try, I try and feel the flow a bit. So if they go a little bit too hard, they, they go from ninety percent right away. I'm like, okay, let's let's stop this right here. Then I'll talk to them, kind of thing. But yeah, it could be, it could be frustrating that. Yeah. Well, I think um, so. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, brain fart. Brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I think uh, you're right. It's usually like newer people and like you do have to try and have a conversation with them. Um, Generally, that's the if you're in a position where it's like, man, this really sucks. um, Again, we always have the option of tapping out and then having a discussion with them afterwards being like, hey, maybe we can go a little bit lighter. Um, I'm really lucky um as far as like where i'm training right now for brazilian jiu-jitsu because it's like it's very family oriented and 
and it's just it generally has a very chill vibe to it Mm -hmm. um everything from like the music that that's playing and you know we we have different basically we kind of recommend on how you should be rolling be like okay this is the the first roll so go pretty light you're just warming up that type of thing that's good. That's yeah, super good. Maybe think of uh, my coach. Uh, actually, my coach will be on my podcast in about two weeks' time. But he always, uh, Coach Carl. But he always does this once every now and then. That uh, whenever there's a lot of newcomers, especially now that the the gym uh, extended their mats, our 25 capacity is now 40 plus capacity, and nice. there's newer people getting involved in jujitsu because it's it's becoming the trend now. Jujitsu. I like to see that more people come on the mats. But he does try to give a warning. Uh, to all people that come, like, no, it's not UFC. It's not, you're here to learn this and that. And, uh, I think one joke he said once, uh, actually other people said the same thing is like, if you fuck around, you're going to find out kind of thing. Yeah. So he always tries to make a nice peaceful environment. I never seen my coach lose it on anyone besides one time. And that's when I gained the most respect for him because it was like about a year and a half ago, I think, or maybe a year ago, he, uh, there was a bigger dude kid who just came in the class and was rolling against a smaller dude. And he was just smashing him. And he got mad because he warned them like three, four times. Like, what are you doing? You're not here to hurt people. Like we're here to learn. And I gained so much respect because he, like, he truly cares for his students. Have you ever experienced something similar like that at your gym where it's like, what's going on here? Like anything that went over the top at your class? Um, not that I can recall or that I was a part of. Um, I did have, I did have one experience. It was, um, in the previous club and it was just like someone who was like, really, they weren't, they didn't have any real intent to hurt mm-hmm. anyone. It's just, they were really big and they were really strong and they were going kind of they were very very intense with what they were doing Mm -hmm. um it was it was just like an act of ignorance than you know any type of aggressive intent so Mm -hmm. i have had that happen before and it's actually one of the worst injuries i've had because it i got kneed in the rib and it hurts me this is like four years ago and it's still hurting um it's, it's just starting to get a little bit better now, but it's crazy. It was just like this one Time. thing. White belt came in super strong. He just pulled his knees in in uh, side control, mm-hmm. hit me in the ribs, and it's like I've not been the same since. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I've been I've been grazed in the ribs. Like just someone took mount on me, and he barely touched my ribs with his knee, and it hurt me for a good two months. The ribs are super touchy. I learned something that day. It's like holy yeah. crap! Got the first. I got the wind kicked out of me. I'm like, oh. then it like just like a, a steady pain for two months. Like God, I know they're they're a tough one because you use your ribs all the time. Like you need them for breathing. <laughs> ribs are very important. Yeah, and actually, on a funny no- a note that you mentioned, like uh, when you got your uh, kicked to the ribs. There was an incident once I noticed at our gym. It was a Muay Thai class just before. And we have a great Muay Thai teacher. And he was showing everyone like how we save, you know, give 10%, like 5% of the face guys. We're just here, light jabs, use your footwork, proper kicks, all that stuff. And this one kid, I was sitting down. I was like getting ready for jiu-jitsu. And I swear, Jennifer, when people who just start and they watch UFC, this guy gave a spinning elbow to the coach's face. 
Oh boy. <laughs> so my first reaction is like, okay, number one, he's dead. Number two, what just happened? And number three, this guy's gonna get kicked out. So luckily our coach was like, he got mad. He's like, you don't do that here. And he's trying to explain to him, like, what if you would have done that to someone else in, in the face? Yeah. Like, you would have hit a girl or someone else smaller than you. Like, you would have given him a black eye or God knows what. Like, you can't do that here. It's not UFC. And that was pretty intense to watch. And, you know, I'll give Matt a uh, big respect to uh, Coach William for that. To, like, he just super calm. He he ate that elbow. Oh, man. Yeah, those, uh, those <sighs> no blind techniques. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> Oh, you see something on TV. Let me try it out. Let me, uh, yeah, you don't want to No, That was quite intense to watch. I, I was, I was scared watching that. I know some people can do some weird stuff. Like when they're first starting, I, um, so in addition to where I train, yeah. um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu kind of like regularly, I also train at an, an MMA place, mm -hmm. um, part of the time as well, which is a, a bit closer to me. Um, and there was like a new person walking in mm -hmm. and they were like interested in taking classes and they're like, Oh, so you train UFC here. <laughs> I love that <laughs> classic. Yes. I trained Bellator <laughs> UFC in one championship. <laughs> it was just so funny, but that. it's like some people walk, they don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just like, they just think, Oh, UFC, that's, that's the thing that we're doing. Oh God. It's like saying, like for people who don't train martial arts, it's like saying, do you train Super Bowl or I don't know. Someone, yeah. Or it's like, do you train? I don't know. It's it's, it's hilarious. Do you it's, train NFL? NFL. There <laughs> you go. Do you train? Of course. Oh, man. But so you're a busy beaver in martial yeah. arts. MMA. Yeah. Let's just say MMA because you touch a lot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, pretty. I've had... Uh, excellent opportunity to to touch on many different things um and with your experience in touching all these martial arts what is the best advice you can give to beginners any martial art that they want to pursue would you advise uh, to them for people who want to pursue it uh just do it yeah <laughs> and leave it your easy <laughs> yeah um and leave your preconceived notions at the door um, I think even for people who are training and are even deciding, okay, I'm going to step into a new martial art or even do the same martial art at a new school, they need to kind of, I know we always say this, like leave your ego at the mm -hmm. door. Um, but there's um, another kind of Zen saying, they talk about like emptying your cup. Um, hmm. so it's like, if you come in with your, your cup half full, when someone's trying to give you more tea, now the, the, the cup overflows and now it's not going to be as good. So mm -hmm. whenever you walk into any school or new place, just assume that you're a beginner. Cause for example, like if you're a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu blue belt, you know, you have to move or whatever, and you're walking into a new school. You know, I think um, the fundamentals for BJJ are pretty much the same, but all schools focus on something different. Mm -hmm. So you, if you train at one place, they might be specialists in spider guard. And so your expertise will be in that. You're a blue belt in that. Um, but then if you're walking into a new school and they have more, 
I don't know, they're focusing more on butterfly guard. It's like you are learning entirely new curriculum. So your mm. assumption should be, okay, I'm I'm pretty much a white belt again. I have to come in with that attitude that I don't know everything and you need to be open to new information. Um, and this is true for like doing and like for example i know there's a lot of wrestlers who start into bjj and they just assume they should be promoted to blue belt because they're wrestlers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which isn't true granted great Automatic. skill sets Automatic. yeah as soon as they walk in the door it's right there it's uh... yeah <laughs> at the end of the day you gotta learn some you have to learn the school's curriculum that's what you're there to do um yeah so i think everyone just needs to always keep an open mind whether it's they're starting for the full time first time in anything or if they're transitioning to something new i agree with you a hundred percent and before i i add on to that you just remind me of something else because uh wrestlers there was once a st- here's a story i read a young wrestler kid uh came to our class and he was telling the coach but what if i just like double leg you or single leg you you're gonna be on the floor right away he's like, okay at the end of the class he's like try it on me yeah he did it four times in a row and four times he just nailed them with a guillotine four yeah. times same way same mm-hmm. way i was like yeah that's amazing but to what you said about like the advice it's like for me sometimes it's just getting started is the hardest part as we always hear it you know just just show up just sign up just do it right some people go through a lot of things in their head they're like they think i'm not good enough or i won't have time we automatically Put ourselves in this like negative mindset where we we're not good enough or we don't have time or uh you know uh, i'm good you know i'm good as is kind of thing but it, it's it's funny though because as soon as you start it uh you have to leave your ego at the door yes but you have to be open to learning things experiences new things whatever it is jujitsu or some completely different off of martial arts you have to experience something new in your life because after a while we get bored with our lives you know we can't we go to work we need something outside of work outside of family we we need something and yeah Martial arts is for me is amazing. Any martial art, uh, I, I, like my wife knows, jujitsu is part of my life. I have it tattooed on my body. Like she knows it's part of my life. I'm addicted to it. She's like, you love jujitsu so much, so much. I'm like, yes, I do. Accept it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're good. Now. Um, um, it's funny. So um, I wrote something down. Um, so I have like a Threads account. And it's basically kind of like my stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have like a you know something that i think is a insightful thought i'll i'll put it out there but um one of the things that i i recently noted down was that a good coach protects you but mm-hmm. destroys your ego mm, very true <laughs> he just showed me on on wednesday actually amazing but he gave me a good compliment my coach is like mark i asked him coach am i better now it's like you're defending much better now so that just made me like king of the world he, he destroyed me honest obviously but also, <laughs> it's not the same type of like when i used to when i first rolled with him he would like choke me out like multiple times within 30 seconds whereas now it's like i can do five minutes with him he transit better transitions better escapes of course he's still playing with me but it's a different experience <laughs> for him and he sees improvement in me so for me it's it's all good. So before we end our podcast, I want to ask you, in all of your martial arts, what is the one, let's say, proudest moment or, yeah, the proudest moment we can think of that made you happy? Proudest moment? Oh, mm. that's, a, that's a tough one. I know you have to think of six martial arts that you're doing. You think of, it could be anyone. <sighs> that's a tough one. Um, proudest moment. 
Um, well, um, I think, so there's a couple. So when I won my first gold medal in wrestling, that was, that was really great. Um, cause I, I think up in, I think for grade nine and grade 10, I was always second place bronze. I didn't win a single gold medal mm-hmm. in the first two years. And then in grade 11, so my third year of really competing, um, I got my first gold medal at the Port Credit Invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it very vividly because I got a sweet hip throw. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was so good. And again, that's why when you hit something just right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a really good moment. And then... Um, yeah, I think that was probably one of my proudest. And then also getting my black belt in karate. I have two black belts, so I'm referring to... I mean, both were, were really important. But obviously, the first black belt you get has a has a lot of significance. So, I mean, for me, it was like 10 years. Um, you know, I had to... In the process, I had to recover from like a back injury. I broke mm. my kneecap leading oh, up I- to it. Um, so get receiving that what's up everyone bgj tech nerd here special shout out to the boys at x marshall who provide me such amazing jiu-jitsu gear gear that lasts i have gear that's over two years old and still fantastic and to the good folks at higher health canada and usa who make amazing grass-fed beef liver all that good stuff right here in canada and the good old usa local farming this is my vitamin if you think about buying any rash guards or products from Higher Health Canada, use my special code right here, BGJ Tech Nerd. That's BGJ Tech Nerd. Works on both sites. It was really important too and kind of laid the foundation for my, my under, well, both wrestling and karate laid the foundation for me to be able to understand other systems, I think, a little bit more effectively um, overall. So, yeah, those are probably the main main moments that I think are have been the awesome. the best for me. Awesome. And now last question before we end the show, where do you see yourself in a couple of years from now? What do you pursue what's what's your dream, your pursuit to martial arts? Um well probably continuing doing the things that I'm already doing. Um I would like to be able to go to like a really big Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament like I don't know, like Masters, World Masters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm kind of uh, working towards that right now, trying to compete more, get in better shape, um, not, as you said, snacking so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are kind of the main goals right now. But overall, it's like I, I do it because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I Everything else seems really boring to me. I mean, once you make your hobby getting punched in the face and choked by people <laughs> and stuff like that everything else just seems kind of dull so um it like you said it's something you kind of need in your life so for me it's like i'm just gonna keep practicing keep doing what i'm doing um yeah hopefully go to some bigger tournaments and and you know be successful hopefully <laughs> that's awesome 100 percent. what you said like for even for me us being in Canada, hockey and soccer are, like, are really big here in Montreal. I couldn't care less about them right now. It's so boring to me. I, I get yeah. people, they go crazy. They buy the jerseys. Yeah, 
it's like it's so boring if someone even offered me free tickets to the Habs game Montreal, I, I wouldn't care <laughs> I wouldn't want to go like I don't care for it jujitsu has changed me so much and it's I'd rather go to like watch a jujitsu tournament than go watch a hockey game right now yeah for sure me I'm too. so un-Canadian right now I know it's gonna upset <laughs> a lot of people but that's how I feel right now Jennifer, yeah. I want to say thank you very much for hopping on my podcast today. You are a Canadian lethal weapon. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very happy to have joined you. And I appreciate, like I said, always appreciate. Um, and I am flattered when anyone is interested in what I have to say. So I really appreciate that. Thank you again, Jennifer. All right, guys. Happy training. Keep it good. Have a good one, nerds. Oh,